Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Here we go. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Oh, gentlemen. How does how does week one sit with you guys? Well, first of all, before we jump into any of the specifics about the game, I I got off my couch like once in 10 hours, which is probably not good for my bladder, but it was fantastic to have football back. Oh, yeah. Awesome. A lot of games, a lot of sloppy football, some blowouts, but just having football back, you know, it's really the most exciting sport on television, at least in my world, and I feel like a lot of other people's. It's um, it's exciting. It's exciting to be back for week one, so great. Yeah, it was great to have it all back. Uh, Patriots weren't on until 425, so I got to watch some. some yeah, that was uh, nice, right? Yeah, it kind of felt like it was setting me up, kind of breaking me in for to watch football again. I watched uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo Steelers game. Uh, I don't pass yet, so I'm just on the um, kick, but Steelers look bad for most of the kick in the shit. Well, scoring points, but uh, I don't know, man. Steelers were a slow start. They kind of picked it up, and yeah, it was ball again. Hell yeah. Oh, it was just so good to be in a night game and every morning to the other. But first, let's start off with the meat and potatoes here. The Patriots hosting the Miami Dolphins felt like we lucked out scheduling, at least, hosting the game in New England early September. Yeah. Right off the bat, like... I mean, I was super confident going into this game. I'm sure you were too. But then right yeah. off the bat, we're down 7 to nothing, and I'm like, shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot that. You, know, you look at their roster, and I'm like, eh, it's pretty good. It's not great. Something about that team and Brian Flores and the coaching in particular, it's just going to be mm-hmm. a tight game always between these coaches. Yeah. They got a, you know, they got a sneaky good defense. Uh, you know, not a ton of tough to make, you know, to, to be pretty damn um, defensively like you said they scored seven 17 traditionally the patriots defense was bad i thought but certain places and times where it's like okay we got to have it and we didn't drives which is great and we got out to a lot of times but it just wasn't a yeah mac jones right was the big thing i would obviously like to see him get in the end zone a little bit more go calling coverages with those cornerbacks in that secondary that Miami jones 29 for 39 281 and a touchdown and he was on a lot of fucking throws yeah for that uh, when, when the Patriots started off the game with the ball, off the bat to Damian Harris, runs for like 35 yards. Yeah, that looked cool. um, Pretty much all day until something we could talk about. Yeah, I mean, we get, we get the ball to Miami's, and it's like third and 17 or something like that, or fourth and seven. I don't really like, you're already at the 37. You might as well just you really like punting the ball there. Um, and then marches right down the field on us. And really, it was a lot of their run game, maybe a 14 for Gaskin, and that was all he did in the first. I was I was disappointed with that drive, and there's a reason they got into that third and seventeen. It's because Mac Jones first decides yeah. to spike the ball at the tight end's feet, who's standing behind yards right there. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. He, too, it was like there's no way that's incomplete. Right. Yeah, he all rattled on the first drive, and you know I'm sure he's like, um, what's his name over there on the Jets? Zach really shaky first half, and then ended up putting something together in the second half. Uh, so seeing that, I was like, oh, boy, we don't know what a rookie could do in a series with that that play. And then just him, nervous. I was like, oh, God, we might be in for a long game. But then he settled down. The breathing exercises he does to keep him, like, level-headed. Similar mentality to Tom Brady, which is I'm a big fan of, you know. It's like he doesn't get himself too excited or even keeled, mm-hmm. which is just a really cool. He just kept building and building and building, and you started seeing better and better. I mean, obviously, there were some misses and miscues, but... I haven't seen a rookie, to be honest, look that 
quick decisions like that and look that confident, guys. But it was a really good performance, especially after that starts. So the exercises, I was watching him during the game, and I'm like, he's clearly in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah, no, I, I just know I've been listening to different guys this week, and I think he's done that in college, and you know that's kind of his well refocusing himself, saying level-headed. You know, you did that when you're having a panic attack. So that's maybe why just it was it was kind of throwing me off. I was like, is he going to lose? <laughs> is he going to totally get it the whole game? Yeah. That's how he did him out of the situation. Okay. That's good. That's kind of like that uh, where every time he got tackled, he would get up really slowly for no one. He was actually hurt. Yep. The exact opposite. Like break my leg. I pop right up onto my feet. Yeah. That was a <laughs> Moreno reference. Yep. Yeah. Few, uh, very good. Other than that play, he looked very, very I think it was the highest, um, uh, PFF rating they've given a rookie Pat Mahomes. Yeah, so. it was outstanding. And it, was yeah, I don't know. But it, it, it might have been the highest ever. It was crazy. Wow, outstanding. Yeah, Brown only played nine plays in this game before he got. Yeah. He was out with now. Not sure if he'll play this week, but uh, that was a back and actually got replaced later on in the game. Uh, I can't. I can't remember new, some new people in front of him. Handling handling came out from Cam Newton's. Uh, YouTube video ask a lot of the quarterback in terms of lining up the protection line of scrimmage as we're all aware of hearing Tom Brady 50 20, the all the usual stuff uh, and Mac Jones was able to really impressive tough start but he built throughout as you touched on the exact things that happened in this one 16 to 17 Dolphins two for two in the red zone Patriots one for four that's the whole game right there and should they have kicked a 54 yard maybe if Quinn Nordine was there but Nick Folk doesn't really have that was a, a tough play to, right. to make right there. One for four in the red zone. Eight penalties for 84 yards. The the Dolphins only had 25 yards in penalties. Yep. We had we lost the turnover turnover battle. Our top two running backs both put the ball on the ground. Ramondre Stevenson ends up getting benched because of it. Plus, he missed a protection later on in the game when he finally got a chance to get back in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it just didn't feel like the the Dolphins won the game so much as just we let a couple important opportunities. Uh, slip through our fingers right there. Right. I mean, no pun intended on the fumble, but that that seemed like the difference of the game. I'm encouraged as much as you can be for a home uh, a home loss against a beatable team, but it's just it's it's explainable for why they lost, and it, yeah. it doesn't have to be continued. Those are fixable mistakes going. Absolutely, yeah. like you said, I think those are things that Bill, you know, the penalties. That's something that they usually first four weeks. If you guys go back, something we've had problems with. In the first couple of weeks, it's still, as Bill said, it's still kind of preseason-ish for the first few weeks, especially now with a 17-game season, only three preseason games. This is even a, more of an extension of that. So, like you said, they are, um, you know, are things that they can build upon, things they can correct. Um, you know, a lot of people, for I, I mean, Mac, I think it gives you a lot to build on. If that was a different performance, I think we'd be talking a lot differently today. Um, durability is obviously a question for any player in the 17 game season, but I think he, you know, he was making great fucking throws. And in on top of that, the thing I was most personally impressed with was how he dealt with pressure against him. You know, you see rookies in the past, somebody gets in their face, uh, rushing them and they kind of freak out. You saw it with Tua, right? A couple guys got near him really quick pressure. What does he do? He craps his pants and tosses the ball up for an interception or takes a terrible sack. One of my favorite plays of the game, I don't remember what defensive lineman was, He uh, Mac rolls out of the pocket to the right. He's, he's kind of standing there, no one around him. Defensive lineman, huge dude, comes right at him, hands up, looks like he's going to kill Mac, and Mac just did the, the classic kind of Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and just sidestepped him. Dude went right by him. He throws a nails pass uh, down the flat, I think, 
and it was completion, it was like, wow, that takes a long time for people to, um, you know, for rookies and even first-year players, uh, multiple-year players in, to get that down. So that's something to build off of. Um, you know, the fumbles, the fumbles killed us, man. Yeah, I think especially the second fumbles, you know. The second fumble more than anything because the game was so tight. I mean, you lose a one-point game against a, a team with that kind of talent. I think Miami's got a really talented roster. It's not such a bad thing. There's a lot of uh, room for growth and, and things we can take from this game that we, they can build on. Um, definitely the Ramondre Stevenson one was okay. It's, you know. It's I didn't think that was a fumble. I thought that one was a fun. I thought they were both true fumbles. Uh, really? Yeah. And then the know, Damian Harris this, one was bad was, because we were driving and we had yeah, a chance. That was definitely there. clear as day, too. Yeah. And, you know, credit to Miami secondary. They knocked the ball out both times, and it wasn't like we just dropped it, you know. So, right. Um, but Mac Jones, a couple of those throws, he had a guy in his face um, in the pocket, and he's kind of fading away. He knows he's going to take the hit, and he just kind of tosses the ball over to the right. Yeah, uh, guy crossing. And there was another throw to James White over the shoulder. Uh, just beautiful. a beautiful touch pass. That was like, I mean, you, you don't you don't see that from quarterbacks that have been in the league 10, 12 years. Sometimes. No, dude. You know, that was that pass right there was absolutely gorgeous. Some of the other ones he had down the field to uh, uh, was it Aguilar. Aguilar it had some really nice zip on him. Just nice seeing Aguilar really coming alive too. You know. Yeah, the, the tight ends kind of split some carries or split some. Um, I think one had twenty six snaps. I think Jonu Smith had twenty six snaps and Henry had twenty. So it was good to get some production out of out of that. I mean, hopefully Trent Trent uh, Brown comes back. But there's a lot of good things to build on with this, and I like what I see. Yeah, you guys touched on the the case study between Tua and Mac Jones, and it just seems plain as day that Mac handles oh, yeah. pressure way better than Tua does. Tua probably has more arm talent in terms of throwing the ball down the field, but Mac can throw the ball down the field with accuracy. Tua's got a little more juice to him uh, and a little bit more foot speed, but he's not a game breaker on the ground, regardless of him scoring a touchdown with his legs. Uh, why don't we talk about some of our favorite uh, game breakers in this one? Who, who really stood out to you? I'm going to piggyback on what you just said about Nelson Aguilar after a guy who... I don't know. Was he targeted like twice in preseason? He maybe had one catch the whole time. And right mm-hmm. right away, he looks comfortable. He's open. He's catching the ball well. Max seems uh, very confident in throwing the ball to Aguilar. And yeah. then another one on offense, Jonu Smith gets a carry. Second play of the game. Second or third play of the game. I think he got another carry later on. They threw a screen to him. There's something about him that they... They really want to get the ball in his hands, get him moving with the ball. It's actually really reminiscent of Nikhil Harry's rookie season when they right. would just like hand him an end around or, or throw him a wide receiver screen. It's anything so that he can use his, his yards after catch ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took a shot too. Did a, yeah, did he did. Absolute front flip, put the ball on the ground. Dude, that was uh, crazy. Yeah. There's, I mean, they definitely, I think there's a lot to what you're saying though. They definitely want the ball in his hands in space particularly because his run after the catch ability is, I would argue, probably the best in the league for a tight end. Yeah. I mean, he's fast on that one fucking play where he got it and took off like 40 yards downfield, but he stepped out like a few steps after the first down. I was like, oh, come on, man. But he, he's got it. He's, he's got that fire in his step. 
Uh, let me think. Who who stood out? Um, While you're thinking Rob, about that, let me just yeah. interject. George Kittle is way better after the catch. Just just yeah. throwing, throwing that out there. there not go. not too many guys though. Johnny Smith looks kind of like a running back when he's got the ball in his hands. He does. Yeah. Um, I liked. Who did I like? Uh, I thought Damian played a great game until that fumble, as Ryan said. Um, I thought that dude who came in after Heron on the um, offensive line at tackle played a lot better than Heron. Heron did not look good. I don't know what the deal was with that. Durant. I hope Yanti Kajus can come back. Durant. Durant, thank you. Um, and then defensively, I thought Barrymore looked pretty good. I was pretty disappointed with a lot of the people in the, the middle of the defensive line. I mean, it's weird. You know, it's like they only ran for 74 yards, but it seemed like they ran all over us. It's a very yeah. odd thing there. Judon played pretty good. Uh, you know who really fucking blew it up? And I don't Phillips. know. Uh, Phillips killed it. Yeah, Phillips, Phillips once they kind of let him loose in the second half. But I was going to say Uche, dude. I don't know why he's not seeing the field more or on the field more. But holy shit, is that dude strong. I think he had the only sack, uh, we or one of the only sacks we got in the game. We got two. It looks like Van Noy got one. I remember that earlier. But Uche had a great sack. There was that. I don't know if it was on the sack or a tackle for a loss. There was one where he literally suplexed the left tackle. I think we were texting about that, Rye. Um, mm-hmm. He literally picked the dude up and threw him to the ground and then got really after the quarterback. And it's like... I don't know what's going on here. Why he's not on the field more? If you can, and he's fast. He's athletic. He looks like a, a star in the making there. And I think he needs to start getting some more time because he is, you know, he's a role player right now. And I think he is. He's beyond his talent at role yeah. player. Right. De- defensively, well, yeah, I agree. I think offensively, really, Damian Harris stood out besides Mac Jones the most. Um, you know, you can, you can. Uh, take a lot away with just one play you know mm. that fumble that fumble killed us but he looked unbelievable all game um he he's he deserved all of his carries i'll say that and then yeah. def- defensively i think phillips and duggar played really well other than that it was kind of like a, a a mishmash of you know uh, guys playing well here and there but not consistently right um i think there was a couple things that were really disappointing for me was was how they were running up the middle on us uh, especially in, in that first drive. And then um, Winovich, I didn't see him at all. I think he played like a handful of snaps. Yeah, And Uche, I think, only had like 12 snaps, but he looked amazing when he was out there. So, so Yeah, Winovich. man. He, he was like one of the most noticeable guys on the field when he was on the field, right? Yeah. yeah. But he was... And then Jonathan Jones really didn't play much compared to Jalen Mills, who seems to be playing his role, which is yeah, kind of. And I mean, he had that one good play. Mills did um, when he batted it out of the guy's hands in the end zone. That was a really nice yeah, play. Really play. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of the plays where he did get, he he was having a tough time with uh, Devontae Parker, which is understandable. I mean, that dude's an electric dude. Um, you know, we barely saw Kendrick Bourne. We saw him a little bit. The tight ends look like they have sure hands, and I want to see more out of them. Granny mentioned Aguilar, which was really nice uh, to see him kind of come out almost as a number one that he can do that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, the, the the running up the middle, man. I don't know why we saw Henry Anderson like barely at all when we got him to kind of share up the defensive line as a either a tackle or a defensive end. Mm-hmm. And you know, we saw a lot of um, uh, Dietrich Wise on the outside end didn't register on the stat sheet at all, and he played most of the game. And I know they were doing that a lot in preseason. I know they like him. 
But it's like where I, I don't understand these rotations on defense and the defensive line. It's like figure that shit out because the best guy should be playing. I don't care who's been here longer or whatever. It's like get the best guys on the field yeah. to make the plays Win- in the biggest moments. Winovich is definitely on his way out. I think he got um, – let me look at this. 12 snaps is 22% of the defensive snaps. It's the only person with less snaps defensively was Henry Anderson, who got three snaps. So. <laughs> and I don't know why, why. Dude, when we're having tough time with the run, it's like Anderson's one of the best running D tackles, D ends in the league. Yeah, but I like what they have as far as, um, you, you know, Phillips, or not Phillips, um, Guy, Godshaw, and Barmore. I mean, that's the reason Henry Anderson isn't playing right there. And plus, you have Hightower, who's a big guy. Yeah, uh, Van Noy, another big guy. So. But like at the end of the game, you know, there's all we have. Pl- we have three timeouts. We have three minutes to go. They're driving. They they get a holding penalty that pushes them back ten, and then they're they throw to Devontae Parker, and then they run three times. Like I don't know why we just didn't go fucking huge at a certain point there up front. It's like we mm-hmm. kept in the our regular defense, and it was they ran all over us just you know for that one series, and it. That was the biggest series of the game at that point, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. disappointing in there. Hard to explain some of the, the rotations defensively. It, it goes back to what we've been saying all offseason. They have so much depth. they got to get get these guys onto the field, see who works best uh, with each other, see who fits in each situation the best. Uh, in terms of Jalen Mills, I, I didn't think he looked great until that, that one big play that he made. And then yeah. Johnny Jones, I would like to see out there more often. Obviously, would like to see... Stephon Gilmore out there as well. And then for the linebackers, you know, Juwan Bentley's still a liability in coverage. He actually played the run really well in this game, I thought so. Uh, but you you miss that our linebackers look slow. I mean, Hightower's the wrong side of 30. Ben Noy's no spring chicken. Juwan Bentley's never been a fast player. So that's why you see Adrian Phillips come into the game and shore up some of those second-level tackles. On yeah. the For setting the edge, I felt like Judon did a really good job of that. And then on the other side, they just couldn't figure out how to set the edge on the other side. Dietrich Wise was playing a little bit inside the edge. Was right. it was it Van Noy trying to do that? Uh, I would love to see Uche, who's electric. I want to see him out there as much as possible. It's weird to see a guy that jumps off the screen but can't get on the field. So some of these things will get ironed out as the season progresses onward. But this is where the Patriots find themselves. They're 0-1. Own one inside the division, which which also hurts to another level, yeah. and uh, they they actually are in tied for second place in the division because the Bills do lose to the Steelers because the Jets go down in their first week, and now we get to meet the Jets next week. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of the other games that happened this weekend. I mean, first of all, Thursday night, Brady hosts the Dallas Cowboys on uh, national TV. Kind of all yeah. think it's going to be a scoring fest, probably more of a bloodbath in the Buccaneers' direction. It turns out to be a terrific game. Tom Brady, 44 years old, slinging it as good as ever. Yeah, one of the best players on the damn field. Yeah. Uh, Dak played, played, played pretty damn well. Um, you know, not far off from the Patriots game in terms of sloppiness. I feel like there was a lot of sloppy football this week, a lot of injuries, a lot of penalties. I feel like, you know, that's your classic week one, especially with less preseason time. So... Brady looked like one of the best damn people players on the field, if not the best, which is stunning that a 44-year-old is literally just calling the shots. So it's amazing. Yeah. Chris Godwin had a, a couple plays where he could have put the game away. He had a deep yeah. end zone, and then he fumbled, and um, Dallas misses the kick there. And But, yeah, good start to the season. All these games are a lot of competitive games to start, and um, 
but like you said, there was some sloppiness there, and I think that's that might be due to the uh, the short preseason. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. to be expected with the the lack of padded practices. They're able to to conduct in in the training camp sessions. I mean, a, a lot of the games, I feel like there's notes that comes out of each of them. But just to point out a, uh, one of them that really stuck out, and we touched on this before because it has so many implications for the Patriots. But the the Bills lose at home to the Steelers, a team that. I did. I mean, did the Steelers go zero and five down the stretch last season? It's a team that looked like they were on the wrong side of everything. Yeah. And then the Bills are everyone's darling going into this year. You know, they return all their starters and they're bringing in some extra talent. Brian Dable is like everybody's favorite head coaching candidate. Josh Allen is like the most popular pick for MVP outside of Patrick Mahomes. And then they score sixteen points. Granted, Steelers have a solid defense. Everybody knew that, but. Josh Allen didn't look good. I was watching the game for a bit. He was missing oh, no. throws all over the place. Yeah, he uh, he. Everyone's been all over his freaking nuts this offseason. Like he's going to be, like you said, the MVP, uh, which is fine if he's, you know, obviously as a Patriots fan, I don't like to see it, but I respect the talent. And he looked like his rookie year again, where he was just missing guys from throwing it over their heads and you know not accurate at all. And I don't know what that is outside of I've heard that he, you know. The crowd noise is an issue. Last year, there was no crowd noise. He gets confused or something with the plays coming in, and it's really noisy. He can't can't figure it out, whatever it happens to be. But if that continues to be, you know, a trend for him, that's going to be an issue for them. That's going to be a huge issue because there's a lot riding on him. Stephon Diggs, one of the best players in the league, barely did anything. You know, there's which is great. Screw him. <laughs> this this is a home game. a home game for the Bills. He can't handle the yeah. crowd noise at home. What are you going to do on good. the road in a dome? Yeah, I love it. I think I think one of the one of the problems with that team is they they're way too reliant on the pass and and then Josh Allen's legs they don't really have enough behind him to yeah. take the pressure off of him when they need to. And um, who do they have there? Sing, Singletary and Singletary Brita? and Moss. Moss was yeah. inactive, healthy scratch. Healthy wow. scratch, yeah. So I mean, if you let a team like like uh, Pittsburgh, they're, they're well coached veteran quarterback if you let them just hang around which is exactly what they did um they and then and then in the end they get a, a huge special teams play and roethlisberger finally gets something into the end zone for i think uh, deontay johnson and um they let him hang in there too long man so that's what you get that's what you yep. get yeah i don't think this was really a, a statement about how good the steelers are going to be this season or you know, i don't i don't really hold it against the bills for losing this game but the my takeaway is that offense did not look so good they looked like they were out of sync and the inaccuracy brings back the josh allen of old which i hope is who comes back uh for the patriots sake the other game to touch on the kansas city chiefs hosting cleveland browns was this the exact same game we saw in january outside of mahomes getting knocked out kind of seems like it it's the yeah, exact same game, right? Cleveland has control the entire time. They have a lead. They're a score ahead the whole time. They make one mistake, and the Chiefs put up 14 quick points, and then it's it's over, and Baker Mayfield can't do anything in the fourth quarter in a comeback situation. Yeah. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes, I, I was, look, you know, didn't look good in the first half. We'll uh, probably brush off the rust there a little bit. But like you said, I mean, they just once – once they hit their stride, they just kept coming, and Cleveland had no answers. Very succinct. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> were there any other games? I mean, that Monday nighter was a, a classic. It was so funny. I didn't get to see much of that, to be honest. You missed out. I yeah, only turned I just it on in the, the fourth overtime. quarter. 
The fourth yeah. quarter was great. They uh, end up battling back. The Raiders get into field goal range for like a 54-yarder as time expires. I think they, they got the ball back with like 37 seconds to go. Derek Carr pushes the ball downfield real quick on two strong passes on the inside. And then in overtime, the, the Raiders... They throw a pass deep. It gets called for a touchdown. They end up calling it back, placing it at the one-yard line. They, they're celebrating for like five minutes. They're hugging the other team. The whole thing's happening. And then um, Derek Carr ends up throwing an interception on third and goal. Yeah. And then the the Ravens, uh, the Ravens end up turning it over. I think Lamar fumbled. Lamar fumbled on third and long on a drop back. And the Raiders are so fed up with penalties and possible turnovers and everything that they're like, fuck it, we're going to kick the ball for a 45-yard field goal on second and nine. The The kicker doesn't get on field in time. They have a delay right? a game penalty. Now it's second and 14. They're like, ah, screw it. Bring the offense back out here. Immediately throw a touchdown pass to win the game. Why? Wow. Open, no one even close to him. It was like, what the hell's going on here? But, yeah, two, I think, pretender teams, not good enough. Um but we'll see. I mean, the season is young. Yeah. We'll yeah. I just uh, briefly want to mention Cardinals beat the crap out of the Titans. Titans were expect, uh, you know, a lot of expectations for them, and they did not look good. So that was great. Cardinals look Cardinals. really damn talented, huh? That whole NFC West is loaded, man. Loaded, as usual. And then the other one I wanted to mention, just the Saints against Green Bay. Screw Aaron Rodgers after his freaking offseason antics. And the Saints, who I thought were going to be terrible, looked pretty damn good. Green Bay coming off an NFC championship loss, and they got spanked by a team with no home field advantage and, um, you know, new quarterback who is was supposedly not very good. So not not good look by Green Bay, but I love it. Yeah, them. definitely the uh, the Arizona one sticks out to me. Uh, Chandler Jones had five sacks in that game. So yeah, ridiculous. I don't know uh, what Taylor Lewan's been doing, but you might want to you might want to focus on your game a little bit because that's right. That's, atrocious um and and i know a lot of people have been picking the titans and i liked them last year but uh, i don't know what the hell's going on there um chargers uh beat beat the football team so maybe they get some better coaching this year and the rams look good um rams they beat i mean granted it is chicago but uh matt stafford looks like he's found a home there like that 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 might be a pretty good offense going forward um houston over there what the hell? Houston? 37-21? Yeah. Tyrod like, Taylor kicking ass. Yeah, I mean, I I thought Houston was going to be the worst team in the league this year. Um, I guess not. Um, we'll see. Well, the Jaguars are certainly a contender for worst of the year. Another team that could be one of the worst this season, New York Jets. Just looking yeah. at, at their roster and the, the power structure that's in place there and their recent track record. That team should be horrendous, horrific. They lose in week one against their former quarterback that they traded away. Sam Darnold gets the victory for the Panthers. Zach Wilson, I got it right this time. Zach Wilson starts off the shaky first half, couple turnovers, ends up turning it around. And I mean, he showed all the things that we expected to see out of him coming out of BYU. Just playmaker, great foot speed, incredible arm talent. He looks like he's got it on full display already. I'm, I'm not... Uh, a huge fan of their offensive line, especially with Mackay Becton, their their giant left tackle out with a, a dislocated kneecap for the next month and a half. Yeah, that's which not good. Bodes well for the Patriots, who who get to face the Jets this weekend. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be scrambling a lot, but 
He looked, yeah. I mean, he's so talented. He looked really good, even if he's surrounded by a lesser talent. Yeah, he could play. I don't. I don't know about six sacks though. If if that's the case, he's not gonna. He's not gonna last long. Um, plus, he likes to move around a little bit outside the pocket and, and get into the flat and throw the ball. Um, I think it's definitely. I don't know if it's one of the worst teams because I'm looking around the league at like Atlanta and Detroit and Jacksonville and they're bad. I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, and we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, they got some young players coming in. I think Elijah Moore barely played, which is kind of surprising to me, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the Jets are the Jets. They're going to keep on jetting themselves. Uh, You know, they lost to a lesser team in Carolina, but they almost had that comeback, as you were kind of saying there. Look at this roster. You mentioned Mekhi Becton. They've got a lot of guys that are out, IR, um, you know, not playing and injured. So it's not a super talented squad getting out there on the field this Sunday. I think we can definitely take advantage of their offensive line, and this is a good game for our defensive line to maybe make some strides forward. I know Miami's offensive line isn't that good, but I have a feeling that it looks like the Jets are maybe a little worse there. And then their defense really, I mean, they got C.J. Mosley in the middle and Quinn and Williams, but they really, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of talent there on defense. I mean, I don't really know a lot of these guys. Maybe I'm just, you know, not not well-versed here, or they just suck. So. There's a reason yeah. you don't know them because they're they're right. not they're not that good. So hopefully Mac Jones can build on what he did last week. I'd love him to you know get some end zone throws. Um, have Josh McDaniels trust him a little bit more. I know they wanted to keep the reins on him last week, which is understandable. First start as a rookie, uh, it's just the fact that it's like okay, this dude can play. Like mm-hmm. let him let him play a little bit. This isn't a team that's going to really take advantage of him. They don't have a great pass rush. Uh, it's not like they're going to get to him a ton. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm always worried about Max batted passes. He had a few this game or this past game. Um, so hopefully they don't take advantage of that. And hopefully we beat the damn tar out of these folks, huh? Yeah. That's the idea. Well, yeah. Our our defense should have a big day. It, it shouldn't be an issue out. with the weapons they have on the outside and what they're presenting in the offensive line. Only 45 yards rushing for the Jets in, in week one. I think we could we could hold them down to potentially single digits, which is my prediction right here. I'm going with a 20-9 to nine score in this game. What do you guys got? Patriots, obviously. Right. do you want to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to add Elijah Moore. I, I thought he barely played. He played 56 snaps, so he played a lot. He got four targets. One catch for minus three yards, so not a good debut for the kid. Um, that's one thing they do have is a lot of speed on the outside. Uh, I think the Patriots match up really well against them, more than more than most. So I'm going to go Patriots 27 to 10. Damn, I was going to do 27 to 6. You can still Two do Two touchdown that. passes for Mac Jones this week. He's going to build up. How about that? How about that? We all got double-digit victories. Let's hope it comes to fruition this weekend against the Jets. Uh, thank you uh, to all our listeners from from all three of us. Appreciate the support and uh, looking forward to the Pats' continued growth this season. Yep, pure growth. Pure growth. That's the spirit. All right, thanks, y'all. See you later. See you. Adios.